I remember I was laying on the couch and it was an all day thing and I couldn't move my head without it being it feeling like I had been kicked in the head. But sound noise was like you know the bells at Notre Dame Cathedral? That's how every noise sounded to me. It sounded like my head was up in a belfry. I finally looked at my son and told him to take me to the hospital because it had lasted, I was probably 10 hours into it. So just completely obliterated and not able to move. And I think the pain got down to a four so I could function then. <laughs> but I think the only reason I didn't consider that a 10 is because I hadn't passed out. And I wished I would have. Ask a person living with migraine about where and when their first attack was, and I'm sure you'll get equally powerful responses. Hi, I'm Joe Coe, host of Talking Head Pain, where we confront pain head on. In this episode, we're exploring how migraine affects us financially by compromising our working lives and livelihood. My name is Trima. I am, well, still technically 50, and I clean houses for a living. Do you remember when you first started getting migraine and how did it start for you? I remember being 17 years old and I was at school and my head was hurting so bad. I just got into the car and drove straight home, skipped the nurse's office. And then from there on out, I probably got about one really massive headache per year. I didn't get them diagnosed till I was 25 though. Why did it take that long to get it diagnosed? Money, or lack thereof. We didn't have insurance at that point. And basically, my parents were pretty much, you know, we can't afford it, so we can't spend it. Sorry, deal with it. So, and then when I started winding up in the ER for headaches, they decided they would treat the pain, but really not the migraine until I got diagnosed. So I had to get diagnosed and that didn't happen until after I had baby number five. Wow, that's a, that's a long time. Almost a decade and five children later is such a long time. But the issue of getting a late diagnosis isn't just that Dreama lived with pain for so many years. I wondered what the long-term effects are for having a delayed diagnosis. I had neurologist Dr. Peter McAllister shine a light on this. So like a number of medical conditions, um, the more migraines one has, the more one has migraine. So if you um, treat it early and you decrease or eliminate this process called kindling, kindling means if you have a migraine and another and another, there seem to be changes in the brain such that the brain gets better at giving you the next migraine and the next migraine. And pretty soon you become a well-oiled migraine machine. So interrupting that process or preventing it from starting by early, aggressive, targeted, and specific treatment um, seems to be not only good for the day in, day out because your headaches are better, but it probably is good for a patient's future as well. It's important to not just get an early diagnosis to manage your migraine, but also to stop having such severe migraine attacks. For Dreama, managing migraine for decades and with five kids, it must have been an incredibly exhausting balancing act. And how is it um, with your kids? 
how did you explain migraine to them and how did they react? When they were a lot younger, it was very, very hard because when my migraines would put me in bed, I'd have no choice but to let their dad watch after them, you know. And if they come in and they need something, I'd have to send them to their dad. And it just it's part of the reason I feel like such a terrible mother because, you know, it's like I can't, I can't even think, I can't form a coherent thought or absorb what you're telling me. So I would have no choice but to tell them. And by the time all of them were about four, they knew. Don't bug mom when she goes to her room, close the door. You um are not a terrible mother. I could tell that. I mean, the way you talk about your you your children, and I definitely feel the love there. Do any of your children have migraine? I've had two that have been diagnosed, and two that we are a hundred percent sure that they have migraines, but they have not been diagnosed. So four of the five. Do you find that you're able to relate to them now, the ones that are diagnosed and, and have migraine? Well, each one of our migraines are completely different. You know, my son, my uh, middle son, his is more visual. Everything is just really visual with him, and he gets really, really dizzy to the point where he cannot drive. Um, he doesn't so much get the pain, but, you know, he gets the auditory or the um, visual, and that that's hard. Um, my Naomi, her biggest problem is indeed the, um, the, the nausea. You know, we put her on nausea pills now, and I don't think they're helping. We've tried the peppermint stuff. It hasn't helped. So she does like me pretty much and just rides it out until it's done. So, and then my other two, I honestly, I really don't know. They've told me one-sided head pain, and that's all I really know. How frequently do you get migraine now? Well, now I probably get about one a week. They're level two, level three, I can still manage. So it's maybe about once every two to three months that I get one that I have to call my client and say, I can't come. So because being on the road would be dangerous. So you talked about being a housekeeper and having migraine and how that impacts your livelihood or your ability to do your work. When you've had to call out with your clients, do they understand or do you tell them why? I have got the best clients on the planet. This little place I'm in right now, my client told me I could come over and spend a couple of days here and just get away from my family for vacation. So I've got the best clients on the planet. I love every one of my clients. They're all so understanding. I've had a couple of them tell me, look, you've got a headache, go home. So... Yeah, I love my clients. Do you feel concerned about your future living with migraine and like your work situation? and Not so much the migraines as the rest of the aches and pains going in my body. So that's, that's more the concern for, you know, because it's, it's an extremely physical job and I'm not one to use a mop. I mop my floors by hand. So, you know, my body is suffering from you know, the workload. So, yes, I am absolutely concerned about, you know, what am I going to do when I can't do this anymore? You know, I have no savings. I have 
no honey to take care of me. And I'm going to move in with my kid to double their food. <laughs> People might understand the pain that comes with migraine, but what about the financial impact? What about the life-changing aspect of this disease? The financial losses people with migraine face and the uncertainty migraine patients live with. This is another reason why we must get the right care. Where do you currently get treated for your migraine? So I go to the downtown clinic, which is for free people. I mean, broke people. So you go to a clinic and are they, do they understand migraine? My original doctor actually suffered from migraines. I had to switch my clinic days when I went over there. So they had to put me with a different doctor. So I just, I don't know how empathetic she is toward people with migraine. Do you think that people in general who have less money get different type of treatment when it comes to diseases like migraine? I honestly do not know. I try and seek out the good in people. You know, if, if my doctor's being somewhat rude, if it's not a pattern, then I'm going to blame it on her day. You know, she had a rough day, and that means I have to be extra kind. You know, but in general, I don't know. My daughter got diagnosed, and she has seen probably the most spectacular neurologist ever. He even knows about those white lesions on your brain from heavy migraines. So I've had moments of okay, I'm going to just sit here and allow myself to feel miserable and mope and whine and cry about having migraines. Because I've had an 18-month stretch where I had a constant headache. 18 months? What yeah, we... and then I'm telling me, oh, migraines only last three days. I said, okay, how about you go tell every one of my friends who've had migraines for years. So you had a migraine for 18 months, and mm -hmm. the doctor that you saw said that's not possible because migraines only last right. three days. How did that make you feel? Totally not believed. Like, I was trying to blow up symptoms to get sympathy or meds or whatever else he was thinking, or I thought he was thinking, you know, because honestly, I don't know what he was thinking, but, you know, that's how I felt. 18 months is too long to be battling with something silently, and then being knocked down and trying to get help and trying to get on the right medication. Dr. Peter McAllister weighs in on this. Unfortunately, we, that is the medical community, do not do a good enough job in putting people on preventive medications. Uh, there was a large study called the American Migraine Prevention and Prevalence Study, and they found that if you look at the criteria for who should be on a preventive, it's about 40% of all migraine sufferers, and yet about 12% of people are actually on migraine prevention. Um, there's a couple of reasons for that. Certainly, the doc some of the doctors don't know to do it. Um, they're much more comfortable with acute medications. Um, Another big issue is that um, tolerability and perceived lack of efficacy. If you get put on a particular pill for your migraine prevention and it causes terrible side effects, you just drop it. In fact, most of the older ones, patients don't stay on for more than six to 12 months. So there's a problem of actually getting on them, but when you get on them, um, people are lapsing because they're either not working or they're intolerable. It's no secret that the healthcare system is broken and not everyone gets the same care. Migraine is a life-sucking disease, but are there any positives to living with it? 
Do you feel that having migraine has helped you be more empathetic and kind toward people? Definitely. Definitely. I, uh, I try not to judge anybody because the thing is, is they can be a walking cripple like me. You know, you never know what somebody's hiding underneath their skin. You just, you don't. So if somebody is walking with a limp, then respect that and, you know, be kind. So I think it's made me much more empathetic. And do you find that your physical church helps the people in it having that community? I love my church family. They're so sweet and they all love the Lord and it just it comes through. Are they understanding and supportive and how have they supported you during your life and with migraine? They've always given me an ear, you know, and I think sometimes that's the best thing that people in any situation need. Sometimes it's just someone to talk to. We don't necessarily need advice. We just need to talk and get it out. And there's very, very few people that I open everything up to. You know, I don't tell everybody about my pain levels. I don't tell everybody about all the stresses in my life. You know, but there's a few people I open up to. And my um, brothers and sisters in the board are those. What would you want others who are in similar situations as you to know about migraine? For people who do not get migraines, please stop throwing every so-called remedy up in front of my face. It doesn't help. In fact, sometimes it makes it worse. For those who do get migraines, please, as soon as you start feeling any migraine-type symptoms, go get diagnosed because then you're going to get the best treatment. If you're not diagnosed, you're going to get ignored and sought, um, treated as a drug seeker. Because, you know, migraine's the ultimate, I can't see your pain, so let's use this as a reason to go get drugs. Oh, and keep a diary of your migraines. And if you can figure out your triggers, do, because that's awesome. Dream's story reminds us that we all have a great amount of strength and courage. We need to use this strength to help ourselves and others. I hope you are inspired by Dreamer's story too. If you need help with understanding migraine, we created free audio guides to help you step-by-step step through your migraine journey. You can find them at talkingheadpain.org.